we need that grace we need that truth to literally guide us through this pilgrimage if you want to call it of being in this physical prison hey friends this is the next level glam podcast and i'm glam gal thank you for joining me as i discuss all things transformation inside and out with my sisters in christ pull up a chair it's about to go next level Hey, Sister Saints, welcome back to the Next Level Glam podcast. I'm Glam Gal, and I'm here to tell you that salvation is of the Lord and not of ourselves. For what must we do to be saved? Be baptized? Go to church? Abstain from rock music? Follow the law? No. For as it says in Acts chapter 16, verses 30 to 31, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved and thy house. I hope over the last handful of episodes, guys, that you're feeling seen and encouraged, fed on a spiritual level, that you're able to say with more confidence than ever, once saved, always saved, no matter what. It's in this very practice of us reminding ourselves of these truths that I find to be the groundwork for building your faith. You guys have heard of grounding, right? It's gotten a huge mention of late. It's basically the practice of going barefoot in the grass and connecting with nature that way. There's scientific research that shows that it like realigns your electric like impulse and it helps with like stress, anxiety, your immunity even, regulating intense emotions. And this is something that I started doing like last year. I can't wait for the first little poof of grass to pop up where I live so I can go and do that. It helps me to slow down, to feel the sun, the wind, hear, you know, God's creation all around me. It's not necessarily a way that I connect to the earth, but to my creator. Today, I would like to put a spiritual twist to it. In that regard, grounding ourselves in that simplicity that we have in Christ is the first part of growing as a babe in Christ. That may seem inane to some, but I think a lot of us can relate to how quickly the mind likes to go back to the old and get veered off course or how we can encounter confusion as we approach the word. This is why we go on the discovery on getting to know Jesus, not religion, not church, not the pastor, and not a devotional book. We want to get to the real source ourselves. We need Jesus. Like I've shared in episodes past, renewing our minds is the key to the door of growth in the spirit. Today, I'd like to take it a step further and establish some groundwork guidelines to grow your knowledge of the gospel and enhance your journey as the believer. I'm going to be honest and tell you that the first handful of years on my journey as a reborn new babe in Christ, I spent more time hearing the word versus reading it. Romans 10, 17 says, So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. With my background, I needed to give it some time for God to grow that uh, desire in me to even get into scripture because of my past. I was kind of repelled by the, the Christian culture, if that makes sense. I already had my preconceived notions about the Bible and the lessons that were taught was kind of like tainted knowledge. And like I've shared that I kind of needed to scratch it all and start from the bottom up. And by the way, it's okay to feel that way. Grace, grace, God understands. You know, it's like the process of separating what you think you know versus what he'd like to tell us. Because the way that I saw it, there were just things in there that were going to condemn me, possibly find that I'm still unworthy. 
Like these people who come against the once saved, always saved, I was trying to hold on to. And that's the fight every day is to hold on to trusting in Jesus, once saved, always saved, that he is not an incompetent savior. And he did what he came to do. Like he announced on, you know, the cross to telestai, which is a Greek term that means paid in full. So many people out there professing to be of the faith weaponize God's word. They're always using it to put people in fear of being disowned and cast out, making them look to themselves for their own justification and salvation when that's not what true Christianity is. And that very mindset of kind of gatekeeping really stops young believers or babes in Christ or even people who just want to start searching about Jesus fear from diving in for themselves. There was also the thought that I wasn't advanced enough to have him be able to speak his word directly to me. For some reason, we have this belief in the religion sense that God is a respecter of persons, that it's about how you dress you know, in church, how you live your life that makes him regard you. And he's not a respecter of persons. And that was something I had to overcome as well. You know, God can use anything to speak to his children. Okay. We know that he created all things, um, but it's by his word that he confirms truth and teaches us on a deeper level. Eventually it was time for me to get it in the word. We're studying the armor of God. We see how we're supposed to bring and gird ourselves with the sword of the spirit. And that is the word of God, the Bible. If we met somebody new that spoke a different language and we wanted to get to know them better, wouldn't it be reasonable to assume we'd want to bridge the gap and learn a better way to communicate with one another? We need to do the research required to enforce and build our faith. A couple of things that we can glean from scripture, God is spirit and he is also the word. And that word became flesh, known as Jesus. He pre-existed in heaven with the father and he left his word for us. And his word is truth. He came full of grace and truth. And he says, his word goes straight to the heart. Hebrews 4.12, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. So true. We need that grace. We need that truth to literally guide us through this pilgrimage, if you want to call it, of being in this physical prison and doing well. Does what Bible you have really matter? I'm not going to sit here and be ignorant to you, um, but there are some things that the Christian collective just doesn't like to talk about. But the fact of the matter is there are a lot of spirits. And I do believe there are versions that are just straight satanic. The verses that they've ebbed out or the translations that they've changed. I always feel really good about saying that the King James Version is wonderful. However, I also say like, don't get into fear about it. Um, God can use anything to speak to his children. But if you're coming across confusion in your Bible translation, um, that's usually a good indication that either you're like in the wrong place to read it or more than likely your translation is super confusing and God is not the author of confusion. So you probably want to do a little bit more research um, about what you're using and how it could benefit you. Because even with the King James Version, I still like to go deeper and look at the Hebrew and Greek words and context that was being used in that day. So that's something that, you know, you grow with in time and you realize that 
we need to get even deeper in there for ourselves. So pray about it as you research and grow what feeds you like personally. One of the first things that I did when I came to the Lord was find a planter and the waterer. And you can kind of see that when your spirit life is a seed. And so when I came to the Lord, I discovered a sister in Christ uploading YouTube videos and she's just an everyday woman. She's somebody who is great at edifying the brethren, you know, reminding them of their standing. I didn't just stop at that video. I actually became engrossed with her ability to share God's goodness in a very clear way and removed a lot of confusion that was piled on for many, many, many years of being indoctrinated with just bad, bad doctrine. Her main gift, her main focus is soteriology, which is the study, the doctrine of salvation. And she has amazing gift of being grounded in that and being able to share that clearly with others. She also told me about this called the grace goggles. How we approach scripture, we should have that on the lens of grace that we're looking through when we're reading the word, because the word is spiritually discerned. So this is 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So before we're saved, we don't have that spirit in us to teach us and discern all truth. It leads to a lot of confusion. You're reading a lot of mishmash stuff. You don't have understanding. And when you're a babe in Christ, the difference is you have the spirit in you. And now you need to start working that out. Anytime you see the word just, righteous, beloved, child of God, that's you. And you need to see it that way. You want to start from a strong point of view when you're diving into scripture. You want to see yourself already seated in heavenly places with Jesus, really understanding that there's nothing scary for the, the believer in there. If you really want my opinion on it, the scariest thing that you could find as a believer is that you are a vessel of dishonor. Like when God asks us to account for how we decided to spend the free gift that he gave us, okay? And we want to hear, well done, good and faithful servant. We don't want to be a vessel of dishonor. Every one of us has a different calling. We need to grow in his grace and in his word to expound on it, to have clarity on it, to have faith to move in it. I would say a period of a couple months shortly after I found this woman on YouTube, I discovered another disciple, brother in Christ, who I considered to be the waterer of my faith. He had the same root that the planner had, once saved, always saved, only saved by, you know, the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ. But he was more of the waterer, sharing little insights, more spiritual lessons and understanding and kind of how to incorporate it with everyday life. Most of the lessons he shares is growing in our identity in Christ. And as I've shared, that work has been pivotal in my growth, and it's something that happens every single day. I have been listening to both of these teachers for about six years now, and I'm still learning every single day from their wisdom. It's been incredibly beneficial and wonderful. The spiritual insight and the things that they share has motivated and inspired me in so many different ways. And that's a miracle because right before I was saved, I came under bondage of like absolute confusion with teachers of Christ. I didn't know how to separate them from being in truth or just a liar. I went from being somebody who was looking for someone who looked right who many followed versus people who are just regular broken vessels who God has used to share his love and light and his gospel. And I do look forward to their content to edify me as a believer and grow me to help grow others. The key is their gospel, their root. It's correct. And it's kept me firmly grounded so that even the slight subtlety of 
difference in someone's preaching, I can tell if they have the right gospel or not. I look back now and all those teachers I was following, I'm just like, wow, there it was. It's so right in front of your face. How did you get lost, you know, looking to them for direction? And I'm actually grateful for that because now I have mega discernment on this issue. How I chose this leadership was absolutely essential in growing me in the right direction. Sadly, most of the people don't have the right gospel. There's going to be a lot of people that you're tempted to follow. And we have to have caution about their message. Everything that comes from a bad root yields bad fruit. It kind of just makes you feel icky for a few days. You kind of have to detox that out of you. You know, even the most popular person out there, guys, always check their gospel. Because the enemy comes as an angel of light, as ministers of righteousness. They look right to man, but inside, inwardly, they are as ravenous wolves. This is why it's so important to back up everything you take in with scripture on your own. Any good leader in the Lord is going to remind you of that. They don't want you to take their word for it. They want you to take God's word for it. Remember in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, it says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. With that in mind, put your grace goggles on. Not everything is addressed to you. Remember to think context. Who is he or this guy talking to? Also, ask God to show you. I also want you to be encouraged as six years ago, like I said, I barely read the Bible. It was sitting there collecting dust. I didn't even have the desire to want to. But with grace, growing my faith by hearing the word from people who are mature in their walk with the right gospel, asking the Lord to show me, to change my heart. I'm allowing him to speak to me through his language, which is scripture, the word. I'm not saying that I understand everything that I come across. Sometimes I think that when we have that first understanding, that's just one level of the scripture. Like you can always go deeper. It's like an onion, you know, it has layers. I just know that in truth and in his timing, for whatever purpose, he'll reveal it to me in that season. And we just do our part by being in there. Almost six years. It was in the last six months of my life here, guys, that I had a genuine thirst for scripture. And I know for a fact that it was nothing of myself that grew it. This is like all God. You know, a lot of people out there, they want to lead people to Christianity. I want to lead you to Christ. And anybody who is in the true faith is going to lead you right to that personal relationship with Christ. We need to do our cross-checking with scripture. But the best part about it all is that whether by hearing or reading the word, it becomes a part of us that God will use to speak with you as you go about life. It's like we have this little scripture bank when we're taking it in and God's going to bring that to memory. When you have a question or a thought or you're going through despair or you're enjoying a moment of peace, you're going to have this like little prompting from the spirit to encourage you. When those little seeds come up, we, we really should be paying attention to that. He wants us to be tuning into that. It's just a confirmation of what we already know to be true in the spirit. So today, friends, I want to encourage you, get grounded in the gospel. Get grounded in grace. Get grounded in Christ. It is the difference between being blown with every gust of wind that comes our way or standing firm in our faith. So today, guys, I'd like to ask you, do you know who Jesus is? What stops you from searching the scriptures? And do you feel confident being able to discern the subtlety that separates the truth from every other false way? I'd like to thank you guys again for joining me here on the Next Level Glam podcast. Always blessed to be serving you weekly with 
content that's going to feed and grow your faith. If you've enjoyed this podcast so far, do me a favor, go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a nice review for me. That would be so encouraging for me. Please feel free to share it with somebody that you think needs to hear it today. I can't wait to see you guys next time here. Until then, guys, grow in his grace.